Sports and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Oh, boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former DJ who started DJ Connection, and I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, the father of five human kids, and that is just the way that I want to live. And this show is always about you. You know, what, what, why am I a business coach? What's the, what is, what, why am I doing that? I mean, what does it even mean to be a business coach, and why would I take time out of my schedule to uh, do a radio show. Why would I do it? I'm, gonna, I'm going to tell you why, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe make somebody upset, maybe make somebody uncomfortable. Um, I'm, I'm doing it because I know that this is what the Lord wants me to do. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily have a specific uh, time where God said, uh, you know, you really should be a business coach. I can't do that. I don't have one of those uh, Rhema, uh, you know, deals where if you've ever been to Rama or Oral Roberts University, Oral Roberts University, or maybe it's just the Midwest, a lot of young men are 18, you know, 19, freshmen, sophomores, they'll find an attractive young lady and they'll say, I feel like God wants us to be together. And they'll just go, really? And when you throw the whole, you know, God uh, wants us to do this thing behind your idea of, of dating this, this beautiful young lady, uh, you know, it, sometimes it's, uh, it feels reasonable. You know, okay, I think if God wants us to be, to get, be together, at least I can go on a date with him. And that's kind of like an, an intense move that people use. But I, I do know that this is what the Lord wants me to do. I, I, and I feel like that I am on the planet Earth for no other reason than to be the best father I could possibly be, the best husband I could possibly be, and to help you achieve as much financial success as possible so that you can have the time freedom to do whatever the heck that you want to do. And there's nothing that you want to do as long as it's you know, ethical, it doesn't harm somebody else, that I'm going to sit there and, and tell you is a, a wrong pursuit or a wrong use of your time. Um, I think you know some people are listening to this show saying, man, if I had all the time freedom in the world, I would definitely go fishing a lot. Somebody else goes, I would never go fishing a lot. I've only been fishing a couple times, and both times I went, I didn't even like it. Some of you want to go to the beach. Some of you want to uh, experiment, making your own recipes. Some of you want to travel. All I'm saying is whatever you want to do, go do it. But let's get, let's hurry up and make the amount of money that we need to make. Let's build the sustainable business to create the time freedom that we want so that we can do whatever we want to do. And so I encourage you to write down your goals uh, in the following six areas. And I encourage you to do this all the time. Write down your goals for your faith. Write down your goals for your family. Write down your goals for your faith, family, right? Finances. Write down your goals for your fitness. I'll give you a minute. Faith, family, finances, fitness. Write down your goals for your friendships. Write down your goals for your fun, right? Faith, family, finances, fitness, friendship, fun. Write down your F6 goals, and then let's get busy pursuing that aim. In fact, let's focus, let's make it our mission to pursue that aim. In fact, let's know what we're all about. Let's know our aim, and let's be on such a mission to achieve our aim that people could, would say to you, man, you've got a lot of 
Here it is, the dirty word, ambition. Oh, see, now that the show is going so good, and then you use the word ambition, and now it's the show that's not even about good things. It's all about just achieving success for yourself. What about everybody else? Well, okay, so if you are not financially successful, how could you give back to help others? If you're not emotionally successful, if you don't have friends that you like and hobbies you're into and you're not into doing stuff that you like, you can't give back because you don't have anything left to give, right? I mean, if you think about a cup of water, if everybody said, can I have a sip, can I have a sip, can I have some water? One, it's kind of gross that you're sharing your, your beverage with everybody. But also, eventually you wouldn't have any for yourself. It's like allowing homeless people to move in with you, which I have done, by the way, and uh, I highly recommend you not doing that, but I have done that before. And so I'm encouraging you right now to know your mission and to know your aim and to have that thing called ambition. So today's entire show is about the balancing act between ambition and humbleness. Humbleness. Now, let me give you an example of uh, false humbleness, or at least the humbleness that I that I see all the time that I don't think is really humble. You know, somebody is the hardest worker out there. They've done everything possible. They've grinded. They've pulled all-nighters. They've worked so hard to become the best songwriter or the best musician, the best they can be. And they get up there and go, I'm just so humbled by this award. Uh, I'm just so humbled. I don't I don't know that you you are so humbled. I mean, maybe that's something to say. So let's look at the word, let's let's look at the definition of the word humble. Um, the word humble means not proud or haughty, uh, not arrogant. Or assertive. Well, I think you have to be assertive to achieve your aim. I mean, if your mission is to achieve your aim, you have to be assertive, uh, reflecting, expressing, or offered in a spirit of deference or submission. I mean, deference. I mean, man, we could really spend a lot of time on the word deference. Let's look at the word deference. Respect and esteem do a superior or elder. Okay, I could, I could maybe see that. Uh, what does the word arrogant mean? Okay, arrogant means exaggerating or disposed to exaggerate one's own worth or importance. Well, I think you have to do that to get anything done. I think you have to believe that you're, uh, uh, you know, worth something. You have to exaggerate the importance of your own life if you're going to achieve something above normal. So, uh, you know, haughty. Let's look at the word haughty. I mean, the heart haughty. H a u g h t y. Blatantly and disdainfully proud having or showing an attitude of superiority and contempt for people or things perceived to be inferior. So I don't think you should treat anybody like they're inferior, but let me go ahead and give you my definition of humble. To me, the word humble just means coachable. Um, if you're willing to take advice and criticism from people who know more than you do, then in my mind, you are humble. Um, but just running around taking feedback from anybody with an opinion, that doesn't make any sense at all because... Uh, there are so many examples of, of top-selling authors, business leaders who, who have written very, very powerful, notable quotables about the dangers of taking feedback from everybody. So I'm going to give you a crazy example. Uh, the elephant in the room, uh, is, it's one of my businesses, and it is a men's only grooming lounge. Somebody's saying, wow, it's very complicated, it seems. Men's only Grooming lounge, which means we don't cut the hair of, boop, 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 boop. Uh, I'll take uh, women for 500 Alex. That's right. That's right. Great. So we don't cut the hair of who? Boop, boop. Uh, I'll take uh, women for 500 Alex. That's right. We do not cut the hair of women. And women, if you're listening right now, why do you think, why do you suspect that I don't cut the hair of women? 
Uh, I don't know because it's it's uh stop it. You know why? Because I don't know. I, I really have no idea. You know, ladies, you know. Because it's harder to cut women's hair, right? Women get a uh, they're they're like emotionally connected to their stylist. It's like a confessional therapy session meets uh, haircut. It's just a lot going on there, and I don't have an interest uh, uh, to be a part of that game. You know, I just want to cut dudes' hair. Why? Because we can cut a, the average guy's hair in 27 minutes, right? So we can cut guys' hair, and dudes want to do what? They want to, you know, get a, a hot towel treatment, straight razor shave. They want a beer. They want to get in and out. They don't want to wait. They don't necessarily want to share all their life secrets with someone they just met who's cutting their hair. I just love working with men's hair. And so we have about, you know, I don't know, one or two women a day, a day, one or two a day that will come in to get their hair cut. They, they want to get their hair cut. They're women, they're little, there's young boys that want to come in. You know, their, their parents drop them off and they say, hey, you know, you know my buddies, you know, my, my boy's seven. Can he get his hair cut? No, because it's a men's only grooming lounge, you know. Uh, another example, I had a company called Epic Photography. Epic Photography. It's photography for, uh, they were epic and we reserve the right to not take the photos at certain weddings. And so I am not exaggerating. There was a wedding that attempted to book us where the groom said that he openly said, I am a pagan and I'm going to be wearing a beak, you know, like a, beak, like a, like a bird beak. And uh, I, I'm going to be wearing a cape and she's going to be wearing this certain stuff. And it's going to be kind of a death theme. And we want to know if you guys would take the photos for this thing. No, I'm not going to take the photos for the thing because... I have what? Am, somebody help me. The aim and the mission. I have ambition. I, I know what I want. I know what I don't want. And I don't want to be taking the photos of bird beaks um, in exchange for uh, money. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, go against my values in exchange for money. There's many things I will do, many things I won't do. But that's just two examples. And so I'm asking you right now, what is your aim and what is your mission? Because the idea is to build a business that will allow you to earn enough discretionary income so that you can fund the achievement of your, not my, but your mission, a.k.a. ambition. And see, this is how capitalism works. You see, um, Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand, how are you saying that? Ayn Rand, how do you spell that? It's A-Y, now Thrive Nation, have you guys ever read the book uh, Anthem? You ever heard of the book Anthem? You ever read that? What about what about uh, Atlas Shrugged? You ever you ever read that book? No. Okay. Uh, Fountainhead. Well, if you have or have not, you definitely. I mean, I'm encouraging you to check it out. Maybe reread it. But Ayn Rand is the author of uh, Atlas Shrugged, The Fountainhead, and Anthem. If you're not a huge reader, I would encourage you to read uh, Anthem because it really hammers home the concept I'm talking about today. This this balancing act between ambition and humbleness. Well, she says in her book, she says, capitalism demands the best of every man, his rationality, and rewards him accordingly. It leaves man free to choose the work he likes, to specialize in it, to trade his product for the products of others, and to go as far on the road of achievement as his ability and ambition, again, ambition will carry him. So why in the world do we now, as a society, demonize many people that have big ambition. We say, oh, they're just too ambitious. It's because it makes people uncomfortable when you have bigger goals than they have. And so typically people want to tear other people down who have ambition, and they want to say, well, you know, they should be more humble. 
Well, uh, well, okay. So that's maybe we're going to get more into that today. But here's the definition of ambition as I see it. All right, it's an ardent desire. Ardor means a fiery passion, a desire for rank, success, and to achieve one's goals. So that is that is the idea, right? Uh, Ayn Rand goes on to write. She, I mean, she has some unbelievable, uh, notable quotables. She says that happiness is not the means to any end. It is the end. It is its own goal. It's, it's, it is its own purpose. And I can tell you right now, Thrive Nation, I am very specific about my aim and my mission, which is why I have, check it out, ambition. And uh, I know we're in a society where I should run around saying, oh my gosh, I'm so humble, I'm so humbled. And I am, Thrivers. I am so uh, humbled to be in the presence of Dr. Zellner, so thankful to be coached by him, so thankful to be his partner. But I'm also, uh, you know, proud of my achievements thus far. And I'm always getting better. So I wrote this little song for you. I've got it all, and I'm getting more, but I never fall, beat them all, cause you know I'm so humble. I'm so humble. I'm so humble. Number one, I am the most humblest. Chose myself, cause I'm at the peak of where my humble gets. Started from the bottom, but now I'm at the top. Listing all the things that my humble self bought. I bought chickens and trees and rabbits and cats. I bought my wife a massage at the mall I could nap. I bought car insurance so I could insure my car. Pondered that all week, so deep I'm bizarre. So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce myself. Number one business coach helping to build wealth. So pale it's surreal, but for real I'm so pale Causing jealousy from Kevin McHale And now, more from a man who's never been called beautiful Your host, Clay Clark Stay tuned, we'll be back after the break I've got it all, and I'm getting more But I never fall, beat them all Cause you know I'm so humble I'm so humble, I'm so humble I'm so Number one, I am the most humblest. Chose myself cause I'm at the peak of where my humble gets. Started from the bottom, but now I'm at the top. Listing all the things that my humble self bought. I bought chickens and trees and rabbits and cats. I bought my wife a massage with the mall I could nap. I bought car insurance so I could insure my car. Pondered that all week, so deep I'm bizarre. So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce myself. Number one business coach helping to build wealth. So pale it's surreal, but for real I'm so pale. Causing jealousy from Kevin McHale. And now, more from a man who's never been called beautiful. Your host, Clay Clark. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. That's my little uh, fun uh, spoof there for you of a song called So Humble. As we're talking today about balancing the balancing act between ambition and being humble. And the reason why I put that little spoof together is because I am aware of my strengths and my weaknesses. Do we have to talk about that? I'm, a, I'm aware of my strengths. Oh, yeah. But I'm also aware of my weaknesses. So as an example, I took algebra three times, right? So I know that uh, complex or medium complexity, uh, complexity with the math is not my deal. I'm also very, very good about practical math, right? So uh, balance sheets, performance, profit and loss statements, I'm very good at that. Abstract math, not so much. That's why I'm not a nuclear physicist. 
right? That's why I'm a business coach. And so, but I know what I'm good at when I'm not good at. I'm very, very good at speaking events. I get a lot of applause. I get a lot of payments. People ask me to do them and I like doing them. I am uh, not very good at going outside. I just don't like it. I don't like going uh, hunting, fishing, skiing, walking, running, uh, any kind of ing, really, kayaking, uh, uh, any re- re- rappelling. My daughter went to Camp Canacuck, uh there up in uh, uh, the Missouri area, and to me, it just it would it, it it seemed like it was like a medieval kind of a a torture place. You know, it's like a thing where like if I had to do that, I w- I mean it would it like if if you captured me because you thought that I was a a terrorist and you wanted to get the information back in the day about where Osama bin Laden was hanging out, you would just say, get on that zip line. I'm like, I don't want to do a zip line. Get on the zip line. And if you made me do the zip line, you said, hey, listen, I will, I will make you, I will allow you to not go on the zip line if you tell us where he is. I would spill the beans, baby. I don't like to swim. These are things I'm not into. And the reason why I mention that is because everybody listening today, you have things you're great at and things you're not great at. And the areas where you need help, then you need to be coachable. That's what you need to be. You need to be coachable. We all need to be approachable. Coachable. In my mind, that's what humbleness is, is being coachable and approachable. And being what? Ambitious just means that you know your aim and you're on a mission. But so many people get just unnerved that other people would have, uh, you know, ambition, right? So I, I, I just encourage you today to know your aim, know your mission, but at the same time, be coachable. And there are four tips I'm going to teach you today, four specific things that uh, you have to do. And if you do these things, you're going to have success. I mean, you're going to do it. You're, it's going to happen. All right. But move number one, you have to find a product or service that people want to buy in exchange for the goods, services, compensation, et cetera, that you want. I repeat, you have to find a product or service that people want that you're willing to you know, render to, to provide for the planet in exchange for what? The things that you want, the compensation, the money, the stuff, the goods. So how do you, I mean, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You mean I have to find a problem that the world has and I got to solve it in exchange for the things I want? You mean the universe doesn't just owe me something? Right. And so I'll give you an example. Larry Bird. Uh, Larry Bird is famous for trash talking. If you you guys don't know who Larry Bird is, um, one, I only know who Larry Bird is because I'm old enough to know who Larry Bird is. But if you don't know who Larry Bird is, it's probably because you're not old enough. Uh, maybe you're, you're, you're so young. You're a young whippersnapper. But this is uh, Larry Bird, okay? Larry Bird uh, played basketball uh, for the Boston Celtics, and he won uh, three NBA championships and two NBA Finals MVPs. He was on the uh, uh, Summer Olympic uh, men's basketball team that won a gold medal. Um, he served as the head coach for the Lakers. And he just, he's, or for the, not for the Lakers, but for, the, for the, uh, the, the Pacers. He was the head coach of the Pacers for, uh, for three years there. But Larry was famous for trash talking. I mean, he was famous for, for doing this. I mean, he, it's, uh, it's kind of a deal where um, he had super um, moments of, of greatness, and he also had these moments where people would go, are you kidding me? You actually, you actually did that? And some people would say, man, that guy's arrogant. Now, the word arrogant means what? It says exaggerating one's worth or importance. Well, I don't think he exaggerated. I think he really was the most valuable player in the, in, in the NBA. But this is what he says. This is his notable quote I'm going to give to you. He says, I practiced so much, I'd better be good. I practiced so much, 
then I had better be good. Think about that concept for a second. I mean, if you knew that you put in the work needed to actually uh, be the best in your industry, wouldn't you be confident? I mean, wouldn't it be disturbing if people asked you, uh, is your company good? And you couldn't tell them um, yes or no because you're the most humble. I mean, if that was the case where you just couldn't tell somebody that you are, in fact, the best because you want to be super humble, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you, if you're the best, you want to be able to tell people, yes, I am the best. And so Larry Bird says, I practice so much, I'd better be good. So as an example, uh, today I'm meeting with uh, Carlton Pearson. He is the former uh, pastor of Higher Dimensions Church. His life is being turned into a movie uh, uh, called Any Given Sunday. No, 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 I'm sorry. It says it's, it's, it's called, it's going to come to me in just a minute. Here it is. Uh, called Come Sunday. That's what it's called. Come Sunday. It's his life's being turned into a movie. And uh, uh, let me pull this up here real quick. Carlton Pearson movie. And Martin Sheen is going to play the part of Oral, Oral Roberts. And the main character from, uh, he's, 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 the, the main character who's going to play Carlton Pearson is actually an Academy Award winning um, uh, actor. So he's got an all-star cast there playing him. It's going to be a pretty uh, big movie, but it's called Come Sunday. Well, anyway, I, I'm writing a book with Carlton Pearson about public speaking. So I'm helping him write his book and I'm meeting him today. And after the show, I'm going to meet him and I'm going to give him uh, the, the first rendition, the first draft of the book based upon hours of interviews and time I've spent with him over the years. And if you said, is it going to be good? Absolutely, it's going to be great. Why? Because I committed to it. I put in the work. It's not great by virtue of me being born. It's not exceptional because I'm an exceptional person. No, it's exceptional because of the exceptional amount of time I poured into it. That's why without reservation, I can encourage everybody to come to our next in-person Thrive Time business workshop. It's two days. You can get your tickets at thrivetimeshow.com, and it is the world's best business workshop. Workshop. I want you to listen to these lyrics over the break, and this will kind of explain how I feel when I'm not on this incredible radio show. Stay tuned. I don't set alarms. Lately, I don't set alarms, but that's because of the ringing that's happened inside my head. Inside my head. Yeah, yeah. It keeps me safe from harm. At least I tell myself I'm safe from harm, but really it's probably filling my dreams with dread. So I get out to bed Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm neurotic, I'm obsessed and I know it Can't take vacations in the brain No, believe me, I'd be on one Hawaii under warm sun Yeah I don't set alarms Lately I don't set alarms But that's because of the ringing that's happened inside my head Inside my head Yeah, yeah It keeps me safe from harm At least I tell myself I'm safe from harm But really it's probably filling my dreams with dread So I get out to bed Yeah, yeah Yes, I'm neurotic, I'm obsessed and I know it Can't take vacations in the brain No, believe me, I'd be on one Right, Thrive Nation, welcome back. My name is Clay Clark. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm a former disc jockey. I'm filling in for Dr. Robert Zellner today. He'll be back here not tomorrow, but the next day. So Dr. Robert Zellner will be back after being on a diplomatic mission to expand his vast and always growing entrepreneurial 
empire. And so today I am deep diving in to a, a topic that I, I know uh, many, many people debate this all the time. And uh, uh, I don't know that I want to debate it with you. I'm just going to give you the facts and you can decide where you want to fall on this side of the issue. But it's the balancing act between ambition and humbleness. And uh, coming in after the break, we were just listening to the lyrics of One Republic's uh, song, and it's called Better. And I love the song because the song is absolutely, uh, one, it's written by a, a friend of mine, Ryan Tedder from One Republic, a guy I went to school with in college who's gone on to have tremendous success. Uh, Ryan, hopefully you got the uh, the birthday gift that I had uh, delivered with Chuck. Uh, hopefully you got that. Hopefully you like that. But Ryan's a Grammy-winning uh, artist. He's uh, He had this, this aim this mission to someday write a song, uh, write songs for U2, someday to tour with U2, you know, Bono, uh, to tour with, you know, Edge, U2, the group. And he did it. They opened up for them in Louisville, Kentucky. What an awesome deal. I mean, he actually had a dream to write songs for top-selling artists and to write a song for Paul McCartney, and he did it. Again, congratulations. And I don't don't, um, look at you, Ryan, and say, oh, my gosh, man, he's just... Man, he's lucky. No, I see how hard he works. I know how hard he works. I know how hard he worked to get there. But he had not, not only the, the mission, he had the aim to get there. But then once he got that aim, he was on a mission to get there. He had this thing called ambition. And that song called Better, I'm going to read the lyrics to you. He says, I don't set alarms. Lately, I don't set alarms. But that's because of the ringing, ringing that's happened inside of my head. It's inside my head. Yes, yes. It keeps me safe from harm. At least that's what I tell myself. He says, at least I, I tell myself I'm safe from harm. But really, it's probably filling my dreams with dread so I get out of bed. That's what having ambition is like. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like for you, Thrivers, but I, I hate sleeping. I mean, I wake up every day going, oh, my gosh, I'm excited about today. Yes. What is today going to bring? Bring. I mean, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice in what? Be glad in it. I am pumped. I know my aim. I'm on a mission. I am surrounded by the people I want to be with. I am not surrounded by the idiots that I do not want to be with. My entire job as a business coach is helping great people like you to grow their business. And so people that want to get together and talk about you know politics and their feelings and religion, I'm peacing out. I don't know what that conversation's like. I don't want to talk about your feelings. I don't want to talk about religion or politics. What I want to talk about is how you can create the life that you want. And knowing that, I wake up every day inspired and renewed, knowing that I am moving closer to my not-so-distant future. It's so, I mean, when I got asked to, to write for Forbes and to be on the Forbes Coaches Council, yes, I was uh, thankful. Yes, I've maintained a coachability where people who know more than me, I allow them into my life. I actually seek these people out to coach me. But I'm not going to apologize for being ambitious, and I'm not going to apologize for knowing what I'm all about. I am a man with an aim on a mission that, therefore, I have ambition. And so you've got the, the balance. Well, where, where, where does the humbleness come in? Well, the humbleness comes in when you are still coachable and approachable from the people that can help you get better, right? He goes on to say in this song, Better by One Republic. He says, but really, it's probably filling my dreams with dread. So I get out of bed. Yes, yes. Yes, I'm neurotic, I'm obsessed, and I know it. I can't take vacations in the brain, or believe me, I'd be on one. Hawaii under warm sun. What does that mean? What he's talking about is his inability to control this ambition. 
this this desire. Uh, the word neurotic means you're affected by neurosis from Webster. Well, that's not really a, a, uh, a helpful definition. Well, Webster goes on to talk about it. It's emotionally unstable. And I get what that feels like to be labeled that. People say, so what did you do this weekend? Okay, now that you have time freedom, you know, buddy, what, what did you do? I mean, you, you have the time freedom, you know, what what did you do this weekend? All right, almost like it's like a competition to, to uh, compare and say who did the least amount of stuff and who did the most leisure stuff. Almost like there's a competition to go, well, you know, I went to Vegas over the weekend, you know, but then after, you know, I did that, I actually swam in a pool, but I, I wasn't actually working at all. I was having somebody swim for me, you know, just kind of pushing me around in a raft, you know, just totally leisurely, man. I was just... Man, I'll tell you what, man, I'm just relaxed all the time, man. No, I'll tell you what I did this past weekend. I finished the book for Carlton Pearson called Any Given Sunday that I'm helping him write and produce about how about the Pearson principles for uh, presenting, teaching people how to become an effective uh, communicator. What, what you, Did you do that over the weekend? Well, what about time with family? I did spend time with family. I had time with family. I did. I went and I mowed a trail on the new land we purchased with my son. Uh, I grilled while burning pinion wood because, in my opinion, pinion wood is a sacred and holy sanctimonious thing. I went to the store with my wife. I did things. I went to Atwoods. I love going to Atwoods, by the way. Don't get me started on Atwoods. I love Atwoods. I went to Lowe's, uh, went to Target looking for a GoPro. Never did find the, uh, uh, the, the GoPro at Target, so I had to go to a different store. But the point is, I did things that, that I, I believe are my aim and my mission. I, I didn't do what, you know, you want to do, and you didn't have to do what I want to do. But you've got to know your aim and your mission, otherwise you're going to be just pulled in every direction. So how do you know if you have found the right ambition? I will tell you. I believe that you will know when you have found the right aim and mission, when you wake up excited for the day to start, and you can't sleep at night because you can't stop thinking about the next day. To me, that is what it feels like to have the aim and the mission. So step number one, you've got to determine the product or service that you're willing to render, the, the problem you're willing to solve for other, for other people in exchange for the goods or the currency that you want. That's what you have to do. Step number one, all right? Step number two, you've got to put in the work. I'm talking about work, 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 work. You got to put in that work, 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 work. You got to, got to get up at 5 a.m. and work. You got to work till you're berserk. You know that FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, actually came up with this concept of the 40-hour work week. But when we come back, I'm going to be breaking down what the Bible has to say about the 40-hour work week. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. Make sure you check out the lyrics. Make sure you listen to the lyrics of this song as we head into the break. It's Ryan Tedder from One Republic. Here we go. But then I begin to realize that the problem's inside my veins. But it's inside my veins. I swear I'm not insane. Yes, most likely not insane. Everybody knows the moments are losing the clarity. Least I'm never boring. But I've been losing sleep So called the doctor said to one of these And come
always kept it righteous, knowing it would come back to me. Even when my hunger was outweighing a strategy, and I pray to God, like, I hope you got a map for me. Up at 5 a.m., like, nobody wanted as bad as me. I guess hunger either kill you or it energize you. Motor City, boy, I've been a driver. The young Detroit legend, I swear I got the city inspired. And bought ML2 just to solidify it. Deep boy, deep boy, that's high as raised. Boss up and put the city on forever my ways. Me and mine started charity to get a kid's clarity and take it further than the foundation we laid. Thanksgiving Day Parade, I got carried through the city. And after that, I hope I get married in the city. And after that, I hope I get buried in the city. Even when I'm gone, you gon' still hear me through the city. Welcome back. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year. You were just listening to a little bit of a big Sean right there, teaming up with my main man, Mike Posner. And that's a song called Buried in Detroit, where a big Sean's talking about getting up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m.? Man, I can't tell you how many times people have told me, why do you wake up at 5 a.m.? Are you a workaholic? Are you a workaholic? Do you do you work too much? Are you are you always trying to? When is it going to be enough for you? Why are you you so huge? Why are you trying to pump it up? I mean, I'm sure there's people that were telling Arnold Schwarzenegger, when is it going to be enough? Right? When are you going to be? Well, the thing is, if you know your aim, and you are on a mission, then you have this thing called ambition which freaks out people who are content with mediocrity. People who are unable to motivate themselves must be content with mediocrity. And I did not say that. That was Andrew Carnegie, the world's wealthiest man. He says that people who uh, cannot motivate themselves must be content with mediocrity. Now, let's look at what the Bible has to say. The Bible. The Bible. What? The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. Bible? What? Okay. So Exodus, you guys ever heard of Exodus? It's in the Bible, you know, the Exodus, you know, people are exiting the, the rule, the, the, the slavery they had been in for, for years, you know, so it's Exodus, right? And it talks about how God created the, uh, you know, the, the earth, you know, he created the earth in, in uh, you know, how, how many, how many days there, guys? I mean, he, he was, let's, let's, let's review here. So I know it's not Bible school, but let's just pretend for a second it is. Okay. So on the first day, he's doing what? On the first day, uh, okay, then he 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 does uh, he creates something. Second day something. Third day something. Four, five, six. But on the seventh day, he rested. On the seventh day, he rested, and it talks about it in Genesis and in Exodus. And I'm sure that that concept of a six day workday. See, that's not healthy. What about family balance? What about spending time with your family? You know, when are you going to be with your family? That's a great question. I love being with my family. I'm with my family at night. I'm with my family on the weekends. I'm with my family when I want to be with my family. But I am not going to work five days a week just because society at large decided. You know, you guys ever, I don't know if you, some of you are big Bible scholars. Um, are you familiar with the Fair Labor Standards Act? You know, that, 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 that part of the Bible. Are you familiar with that part? Are you, are you guys familiar with that part? I mean, did you anybody here, any, any Rainbow listeners out there, any uh, Oral Roberts? Oh, no, 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 what you're saying. So, wait a minute. You're saying that the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938 was not in the Bible? That's exactly what I'm saying. So the idea in 1938, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a.k.a. a socialist, he wanted to what? He wanted to define a new normal. He wanted you to feel 
weird. If you had ambition, if you wanted to work more than 40 hours a week, that's what he was all about. The guy was a freaking socialist. You know, he got us out of the depression. That could be true. But his whole deal is he wanted to make you feel weird if you had an aim and a mission that was beyond working five days a week. So he came up with the fair... 1938, the Fair what fair, fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. But yet in the Bible, which was written a long time before that, was the Bible written before 1938? I don't, I don't know, Gary. What was it? I don't know. It says in the Bible that God created the earth and then he rested on what day? The seventh day, which means he was working for six days. You know, Exodus 16.5, this is a little controversial verse. I love this verse. Because it's very controversial, and, and, it, and it definitely justifies my ambition. My aim mixed with my mission, it makes me feel not bad about being a workaholic. If, Thrive Nation, if you're, if you're a workaholic, um, just uh, don't even worry about picking up the phone or calling the helpline. Just uh, apply for government assistance. If you're, if you're somebody who is um, struggling with workaholism, um, just immediately just say that you can't get it done in 40 hours and go home. No, you've got to do whatever it takes. So this is what it says here, Exodus 16.5. It says, on the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Oh, no, no, six days no, no, I wanted to work five days. It's so much easier to say that I can't get ahead and that I'm struggling if I only have five days to get it done. I don't want to hear a Bible verse. I don't want to hear a Bible verse that says on the sixth. Let me, let me read it kind of with a deep, kind of a biblical voice, you know, kind of my closest to my James Earl Jones voice. Here we go. On the sixth day, they had to prepare what they bring in. And that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. They put a little more distortion on that so we kind of really get it. This is God. So this is, Steve, is now a good time? Yeah, it's a good time, God. Steve, is now a good time? Yeah, it's a good time, God. Okay, now, on the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in. And that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. I'm talking about the concept of working six days a week. You know, Proverbs 10, 4, that right there is a bad verse. It's a bad, it's a very bad verse. Cover your ears, earmuffs, earmuffs. Susan, put those earmuffs on. Gary, put those, I don't want to put the earmuffs on. I don't want to do it. Put the earmuffs on. Okay, fine. Here we go. It says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. No, no, because the construct that I wanted to believe was that if I couldn't be successful in five days a week, then it was okay because I'd done my best. You haven't done your best. You've got to awake from your slumber, my man, and you've got to move. You've got to work till you collapse. You've got to grind. Rise and grind, baby, baby. Big Sean, and that song we just played coming in from the break here, he teamed up with Mike Posner to do a remix of the song Buried in Detroit. He even talks about it. He's a rapper. He had to get up at 5 a.m. Why? Because you've just got to put in the work. Work, 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 work. you got to put in the work, 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 work. Unless you want to be homeless, you got to work. Unless you want to be poor, you got to work. You got to work six days a week unless you want to have a paycheck that's weak. You got to work, 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 unless you want to... Not make your checkbook work. What? Six days? But in 1938, 
Franklin, De the good prophet Franklin Delano Roosevelt came from Mount Awesome and said we should only work 40. He was wrong. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was wrong. Why aren't you getting passionate about this subject? Why, aren't you, why don't you have any passion? Okay, Thriver, so we move on. Okay, so step number one, you've got to find a, 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 a problem that you're going to solve for the world in exchange for the financial gain, the products, the goods, the services you want. You've got to find a problem you're going to solve for other people, right? In order to render those, uh, render, right, that service in exchange for the money that you seek. Now, step number two, you've got to put in that work like I just talked about. You gotta put in that work. You know, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, NBA Hall of Fame basketball player, notoriously slow. The hick from what is it? Salt Lick? No, the from Fr the from French Lick. The hick from French Lick, as he called himself. He said, I practice so much, I'd better be good. Also, Vince Lombardi chimes in here. Vince Lombardi, you know, Hall of Fame uh, football coach. He says, the key, the the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It is the will to prepare to win that is important. It's not the, the key is not to want to be successful. I mean, who amongst us says, I don't want to be successful? You've got to work, man. You gotta grind. You know that you know Martin Luther King Jr. He's a guy known known for obviously civil rights talks and for leading the civil right movement, which was very much needed. But he also is a guy who had some pretty incredible, notable quotables about work ethic. And he says, rarely do we find men who willingly engage in hard, solid thinking. He goes on to say, there is an almost universal quest for easy answers and half-baked solutions. Nothing pains more, some people more, than having to think my friend, my man, my, my man, Martin Luther King Jr. is talking about you have to work hard. You have to think hard. You have got to do it. You got to put in that work, 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 work. Now, we come back. We're going to be breaking down, again, the balancing act between ambition and humbleness. My name is Clay Clark. Check out the lyrics to this Mike Posner song over the, uh, as we head into the break, and I'll be right back with some great business coach, coach knowledge that you can't get in college. This is what the Lord wants me to do. In my heart I just believe that there's no proof I think about the chorus, the melody's important But nothing sounds sweeter than the truth I used to sip the whiskey and hit the bomb I gave that up, now all my friends are gone and my folks don't understand I ain't no macho man But I know how to write one hell of a song I am the most humblest Chose myself cause I'm at the peak of where my humble gets Started from the bottom, but now I'm at the top Listing all the things that my humble self bought I bought chickens and trees and rabbits and cats I bought my wife a massage with the mall I could nap I bought car insurance so I could insure my car Pondered that all week so deep I'm bizarre So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce myself Number one 
and business coach helping to build wealth. So pale it's surreal, but for real I'm so pale. Causing jealousy from Kevin McHale. And now, more from a man who's never been called beautiful. Your host, Clay Clark. Oh, Justin, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Justin, you've not heard the, the, the So Humble remix right there. That that itself was beautiful. That that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I just finished that one off here today. Very very excited about that here. Now we're at Thrive Nation. We're broadcasting today from the man cave because we're filling in for the very large size. I think it was size twenty eight shoes of Dr. Robert Zellner. And I was Justin was walking around the office and I noticed he it, the, the the size of his feet. It's amazing how big those feet are. He's, he has like size twenty eight. Uh, uh, like twenty. They're size twenty eight, almost <laughs> like boat feet. And I realized you would you would fill in well on the Thrive Time Show. So Justin Moore, founder of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. Uh, how, how was the weekend, my man? Here we are on this glorious Monday. How was the weekend? It, it's amazing. You know, a, a lot of people, that they say they live for the weekend. You know, you hear that. Or I, I'm at this grocery store, and I ask people how their day's going. They're like, it's going to get better in two hours. You know, Two hours, hit man. Hit that, that cl- time clock. Right. But I, I encourage you guys, live for every day. You know, oh. make every day your weekend. So what's your purpose? What's your goal for that day? But then you'll love every day. So, you know, um, my, my weekend's always amazing. Amazing, you know, but I'm always having a to-do list. So with Elf in the Room, we're closed on Sundays, but I use that day to go around and, and to um, go through, problem solve, fix things, and just check in on my managers. Now, Thrive Nation, what we're talking about today is the balancing act between ambition and humbleness. And so here's an example. Ambition is all it means is you have your aim and you're on a mission. It's your ambition. You know where you're going. You say, I want to go here. Um, however, when you have your ambition, there will be people, things, occurrences, events that get in the way. And ambitious people just mow right over obstacles. And people that are not ambitious, things happen to them and they just fall over at the first sign of adversity. And so we're teaching you the four steps to transform your ambition into reality. So number one is you have to find a problem that the world's willing to pay you to solve. So, Justin, let's get let's get deep. Let's get philosophical. Let's get uh, metaphorical. Haircuts. We cut mm-hmm. hair for men. Oh yeah, and uh, that's a problem that they have, mm-hmm. and uh, they pay us to solve the problem. Why? What, 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 what about the elephant in the room? In your opinion, I mean, a lot of people are listening. They've never been there before. What about the elephant in the room experience makes it different than the other companies? Because you're not the first person to come up with the idea. Of cutting hair. Correct. <laughs> so what, what, what makes it different? So yeah, so Elf in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, what makes us different is the haircut experience. And people always hear the word haircut experience. Like, yeah, I've had my haircut before. Yeah, I've had a haircut it's before. It's an awesome experience every time. <laughs> it happens every four, six weeks, you wow. know. Well, this thing is this, it, the haircut experience. So I, I realized that, that what's the most important thing? Our time. And so uh, people's routine was on the way home from work after five o'clock or on the Saturday or Sunday, their time that they're living for during the week, that weekend, they use that time to get a haircut. And it was like one other thing I have to do along with cutting the grass and taking out the trash the and grass. doing the dishes. It, it like ranked up there with that stuff. And yeah. I'm like, it shouldn't be like that. So the haircut experience is something that guys look forward to. So with every service, we're going to offer a hot towel, a beverage, shampoo, condition. What? You moisturize. All style. this? Yeah. For a dollar the first time? For a dollar the first time. My goal is that every man Ugh. in Tulsa could experience Elf in the Room at least once. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. If, if we decided to have our members, if we did member appreciation night at the Driller Stadium, 
we could fill up that beast with customers. I mean, it's pretty amazing. We're growing all the time, but we wouldn't, the Thrivers, here's the thing is, we would not be successful if Justin didn't have an aim and a mission. Now, work with me on this. Work with me on this. He has an aim and a mission. He says this all the time, and, I, and I, I'm not saying this uh, sarcastically or bitter, bitterly or passively, aggressively. This is just real. He says, we are not sports clips. And he's very clear about what he wants. He wants a high-end men's grooming lounge. I explain it to people as my brother-in-law wants it to be like the country club for men's hair. It's like the Summit Club meets men's hair. So he knows what he wants, but I'm going to give you a notable quotable. From me, most people's visions die a death of a million compromises. So they start to compromise going, oh, well, you know, we'll do this, we'll do that. And pretty soon it's not elephant in the room. Pretty soon it becomes a clone of sports clips. And so he's very conscientious to make sure that doesn't happen. And at the same time, we have to look for best practices. And so it creates a little bit of intentional conflict, but that's what you do. And that's how you create something magical. But one, you have to know what, what, what problem you're going to solve for the planet in exchange for the money you seek. Two, you've got to put in the work. And this is where people, people have a huge problem with ambition. And so um, this weekend, it's in my brown bag, Justin, I just finished it, but uh, for um, uh, Carlton Pearson, mm-hmm. who's a friend of mine, um, his life's being turned into a, a movie called uh, Come Sunday, mm-hmm. where it's starring um, the guy from 12 Years a Slave, the Academy Award winning actor, he's going to play the part of him. Uh, Martin Sheen is playing the part of Oral Roberts, you know, nice. Charlie Sheen's dad. And then a Danny Glover will be in there, and it's an all-star cast. Netflix, well, right? It's going to be out on Netflix, Netflix, I believe. And he asked if I would be willing to, um, you know, write write a book for him. So I'm writing a book with him. I'm almost done with it, and I had to finish it. Guess what? This weekend. What? And so I had dis- I have discovered we had family in town. And I discovered between the hours of of two a.m. and eight a.m. nobody is up yet. And so I knew my aim, I knew my mission, I got it done, and I'm going to give you the, not- the Larry Bird notable quotable. He says, I practice so much, I'd better be good. So, I mean, so it's okay to be confident when you know that you've put in the work. So mm-hmm. the second step is you've got to put in the work. Justin, you see this all the time. Where are the young whippersnappers? Where are people who have crazy ambition but are unwilling to put in the work and get it wrong? Where do you see it where somebody says, I want to be successful, but yet they're unwilling to put in that work? Man, I hear that all the time, I, all the time. But then if it interferes with their personal life, interferes with uh, the, the the outings with the friends, the buddies, the weekend, the the wake, the the, the wait, hold on, the lake life. It's it's the hot lake outside, life. right? Everyone's going to lake on the weekends. Oh, but it can't interfere with that, right? Right. You know, but if if you don't do what they won't do, then you can't live like they can't live. Vince Lombardi has a notable quote. I'm going to read it to you, and I know I'm going to throw this pen to you. I'm, I'm throwing the pen across the man cave. So you have a note taking device over there. I'm, I'm, here go. I'm, I'm throwing it to you so you can break it down. Let's see if I can get it to you. Oh, almost got it to you. So this is what he says. He says, the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. He says, it is the will to prepare to win that is important. I repeat, he says, the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. He says, it's the will to prepare that is important. So uh, let's go ahead and think about it for a second. You played very, a uh, very high level of baseball. Do you believe, looking back at your life, do you believe that you probably could have played Major League Baseball if you would have made it the focus? 100% yes. You knew that? 100%. You know that? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about it. So you played baseball, and who are some of the guys that you played with at some level who went on to play professional, or maybe are still playing professional? Yeah, so there's a handful of guys I played with, and and, um, 
you know, we're all like-minded in the fact that uh, baseball came first, and it, it was like we spent more time on that than anything else. And this is like starting at, at a young age and going through high school when you have all these other distractions, right? You're like, oh, for the first time you notice girls, you know, or, girls. or you're like, you notice the Look weekend. Look at those girls. Right? Oh. Or, or the weekend parties. But right. for us, this is a core group of guys, and, and there was um, – it was pretty amazing, but my high school team, uh, in my senior year, nine of us seniors went Division One. We had the overall number one draft pick um, that year. Wow. Uh, 2001. And so, ultimately, we, we shared this common goal, but we, we strengthened each other. But um, having your, um, your, your aim, right, get your goal, and then you aim, right? And so that was all of our, our goal was who doesn't want to go to the highest level in whatever you're doing. So if you could go back and, and coach your younger self about ambition – trade-offs, focusing, putting in the work. What would you have said to yourself? How would that meeting go? What kind of interaction? What kind of a, uh, you know, you can go back kind of Ebenezer Scrooge style, like the ghost of Justin goes back and talks to the younger Justin. What, what, how would that conversation yeah. go? Yeah, so I would say work as if this was your only route, if this was your only goal. If that was, there was nothing else you could possibly ever do, you know? And and so once my, my baseball career was over at the age of 25 or so, um, I realized that I was extremely talented but I didn't put the time and effort I shouldn't to, but that's just a launch point for something else, and that was when Elf of the Room, and so I went all in with that. Yes, and the thing is, Thrivers, you're not a failure, you're not an idiot if you didn't succeed at your first opportunity. Sometimes you have to go through some stuff to find that work ethic, but one, you got to find a problem that you're willing to solve in exchange for the compensation you seek. Move number two, you must be willing to put in that work. Move number three, you must be prepared to think deeply. Now, this is, this is the part that I'm going to say I've seen Justin, like, really as an entrepreneur improve on this, and this is the part that for me was the hardest part because it's tough. So this is what Henry Ford says. He says, Henry Ford, remember, Henry Ford was not a big reader, didn't want to read, not a big reader. And he said this. Here's a notable quote from Henry Ford. He says, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably the reason why so few engage in it. He goes on. This, now, this is Martin Luther King Jr. here. Martin Luther King Jr. says, rarely do we find men who are willing to engage in hard, solid Thinking. There's an almost universal quest for easy answers and half-baked solutions. Nothing pains some people more than having to think. Martin Luther King Jr. So think about that for a second, Thrive Nation. I mean, just thinking. I'm going to give you an example. This software we're switching over to right now for Elephant in the Room, Ooh. it is the bugaboo. It is the big thing. It's the big limiting factor. I believe conservatively it is going to grow the business probably by 20% just by that software. We're already growing at like a 30% rate, but I mean, I'm saying, you know, right now, I just last week, I was looking at the stats, we're actually at a 50% growth rate for the last two weeks. So it's mm -hmm. like, we're, we're already doing great, but this software could be a game changer, but it could also be uh, the cause of um, paralysis through analysis. It could be, a, it could be the cause of issues. It could cause us to become idiots because if the software doesn't work, we scale the fail. So Justin, talk to the entrepreneurs out there. Maybe there's somebody out there who's listening who's so busy. They work all the time seeing patients or clients or customers, and they go, I don't have time, man, to take a time out to think or to – because I know, like, working on Carlton's book, it blew – it just it, – it, there's not a – I don't have time during the day to do that kind of thing because of the demands and the interruptions. And how have you kind of over time learned to be able to work on the business and not just in it? How have you been able to do it? When are you doing it? Talk to us about that. Yeah, manage your time is huge. Who do you give your time to? What do you give your time to? And um, ultimately, we all have the same amount of time in each day. 
So I realized in, in the beginning stage of my business, um, due to um, just the, the amount, um, you know, limitations on, on payroll and, and, and money we had, that I had to be in the business. But that say that formula was still on a way where I would work my way out of the business so I could work on it, not in it, and ultimately um, help train people, manage people, grow people. So from an early stage, um, you know, it, 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 the system isn't what it is today. But ultimately realizing, cool, at year one, two, three, eventually I'll get to that system where I can work on the business and I have to work in it. So it's real important wherever you're at right now of having that strategy of like today may be different than um, a year from now, but this is what I have to do today. And so either hire that person, right, or train yourself at that time being to do those things and eventually hire someone else, but have that strategy to you get that thing that done because we have to, you know, upgrade our software, you know, but you have to do those things. Now, Thrive Nation, we are talking today specifically about ambition versus humbleness. How do you stay coachable, humble, trainable, but how do you also have ambition? And when we come back, we're going to be getting deeper into the four steps needed to turn your ambition into results and success. My name is Clay Clark. You're listening to the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Looking at the truth, the money never lie. No, I'm the one, yeah. I'm the one early morning in the dawn. No, you want to ride now. I'm the one, yeah. I'm the one, yeah. Hear you sick of all those other imitators. Don't let the only real one intimidate ya. See you watching, don't run out of time. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Today's show, we're talking about the balance between ambition and humbleness. And, and so many people get hung up on this, and so I'm going to go ahead and get into the definition of the word humble. It says, not proud or haughty or arrogant. Well, what does haughty mean? Haughty? Not hot? Are you, are you a haughty? No, I know. Haughty. Haughty. H-A-U-G-H-T-Y. Blatantly and disdainfully proud. An attitude of superiority is what that means to be haughty. It says also, not, not arrogant. Well, arrogant means exaggerating or disposed to exaggerate one's own worth or importance. Okay, so I this is my my definition of of, of you know ambition. Okay, I I really do think if you're ambitious, it, it means you know your aim, and you're on a mission. And I actually think you have to exaggerate your worth in your mind and your importance, or you're never going to have success. So I think you should have a little bit of arrogance mixed in there, in my opinion. But you also have to be coachable, and coachable means where you're not getting feedback from everybody. You're not getting feedback from every person, but you're getting feedback from people who know what they're talking about. So uh, I'll just give an example. Uh, the, my father-in-law's in town this weekend, and he was talking about, I guess, that you guys had gone to church at uh, Life Church. Is that right? Life? Did you guys go to Life Church? Yeah, yeah, Life Church. Okay, and then Craig Rochelle's the pastor there, and, and uh, uh, by all accounts, good guy, great preaching style, whatever. Well, you know what? He's an expert. He spent more time than I have studying the Bible. I, I choose to believe that when you hear him talk. I mean, the guy has got wisdom for days. Um, so when it comes to like biblical authority and talking about 
the Old Testament and the New Testament and what it means. Now, as I'm getting older, I'm reading that thing a lot more, and so I'm starting to have more of a of a flavor and understanding of the context of everything. But he is definitely an expert in that area. Okay, mm-hmm. and like uh, Havana goes to an orthodontist, uh, Doctor Joe Lai, who happens to be a client. Full disclosure, um, and you know, we also go to one of our clients is the Tulsa Oilers, and we go to their games to watch professional. Hockey players, right? Uh, Justin, you played minor league baseball. You're, it's a paid. You're paid to play baseball. The level of difference between an expert baseball player, a professional baseball player, and that of a middle school player is vast. The difference between an orthodontist and a guy who just watched some YouTube videos is vast. The difference between a pastor is vast between that of the average person's knowledge of the Bible. And I say all this to say, if Craig Rochelle wasn't convicted in his beliefs— I mean, I don't, I don't go to his church, so I don't, I don't know all the details. I listen to his you know, podcast and that mm-hmm. kind of thing sometimes. But you couldn't deliver a tough message if you weren't convicted, right, that you know what you were talking about? I mean, do you have to have some sort of, you know, arrogance? I mean, the word arrogance means it says an exaggerated value of your worth. I mean, you have to believe that you know what you're talking about. I mean, Justin, you have to believe that you're the boss. Yeah, I, I tell people in your, in your area of walking life, uh, you've got to be a little bit cocky, a little bit pissed off. But this is the thing. I'm a grooming professional. I know more than most people. More than now, most people. if we're going to talk about accounting and numbers mm. or these other areas, or, you know, Greg Rochelle, I'm not an expert in in the Bible in these different areas. Right. But I'll tell you this: if you don't know who to listen to, an expert in that field. Here we go. If you don't know who to listen to, right? Because you just need one voice in that area, right? Right. I, I don't. I don't go out and listen to like eight different pastors in eight different churches of eight different denominations, stuff like that. Okay. But I listen to that that one voice that can communicate the the Bible and break it down. But then I won't know what to look for because you can't do it on your own. You have if you're going to business, you have to have a group of people. But I have to every day have interviews. I look for that certain person, and every once in a while I find a winner. You know it's interesting, but but Brian Tracy, uh, the best selling author, he totally agrees with what you just said. I want to give you a notable quotable. He says, "No one lives long enough to learn everything they need to learn from scratch. To be successful, we absolutely." positively have to find people who've already paid the price to learn the things that we need to learn to achieve our goals. So we're broadcasting from the man cave today, but Justin, right underneath that Donald Trump book there. It's beautiful, by America. the way. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a be- beautiful place. Um, there's the new Search Engine for Dummies 2017, the yellow copy there. It's, it's a sensational book, about 600 pages of just awesome. And I encourage everybody listening right now, I want you to read everything that I know about Search Engine. And the good news is you only have about 7,000 pages to read <laughs> this year. That's it. That's all you got to do. Read those books. And then when you read those books, um, then then we then you combine that with experience, and there you have it. But some people say, you know what? I don't I'm not going to live long enough to become an orthodontist. That that's me. I'm talking about myself here. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know what? I'm, I don't want to learn about orthodontics. I don't want to learn about jaw health and TMJ and aligning my daughter's jaw. But you know what I care about? I care about my daughter, and I care about having an expert. So then I hire the expert, Joe Lie with Kirkpatrick and Lie. And guess what? I get the results I want. So I ask you right now, Thrive Nation, in what area do you need an expert? Maybe you need an accountant. If you need an accountant, I recommend DP Financial. They're good people over there. They're nice people. Um, We've done some work with CCK. Um, I just say whoever you're working with, be careful because they're going to charge you hourly. Hourly? What? And they just whack you with big bills. Maybe you need legal experts. I recommend Winters and King for legal representation. That's who I recommend. Winters and King, great people. Maybe you need a business coach. 
right? Maybe you need a haircut coach, a guy to help Ooh. you get your hair style game on. Justin, how often do you see an, an adult with a functional mind who comes in with the haircut of a third grade boy and you help him fix that mop? Yeah, I've had this haircut for 20 years now. You know, let's, let's elevate that game. Let's change that, that game to fit to, to your style or, you know, the century that we're in. But people will come in, they look for that advice. Do what you want to do, you know. Uh, but our ability to ask the questions, to pull the information, because we have to be the expert. So whatever field you guys are in, guys, you have to be the expert. You have to pull that information from your client and then ultimately tell them you know what they're what they're wanting what they're what they're needing now here's the deal thrive nation i encourage you to one today i encourage you to write down your aim what is your aim two what is your mission write it down your aim and your mission your aim and your mission if you have your aim and your mission then you have what ambition and then also be humble or coachable enough where you can say you know what who is it out there that knows more than I know about this area? Find where you're stuck. Find an expert. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for our next in-person workshop. It's a game changer. I'm going to play Fast Car by Tracy Chapman as we head to the break. Listen to the lyrics. Marinate. We'll see when we get back. I gotta take it to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to lose See, my old man's got a problem He lives by the bottle, that's the way it is I say, but he's too old for working But he's too young to look like this My mama went off and left him Wanted more than life than he could give I said somebody's gotta take care of him So I quit school, that's what I did So remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast I felt like I was drunk City lights way out before And your arms just wrapped right around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. You were just listening to Justin Bieber's cover of the song Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And the reason why we play songs like that, I'm not a guy who likes to play songs just for filler. Um, so I like to play songs that have meaning. And that song is Fast Car. And it's talking about, hey, um, look, we're growing up in a bad situation. We're in a bad spot. And maybe if we could scrape up some money and get a car... Maybe we could drive a long way away from where we are and go to a new place. And maybe just there we could have we could find people who like us who share our vision. And maybe we could leave our alcoholic father. Maybe we could leave the poverty. Maybe we could change our history, change change our destination as a result of changing our physical location. 
and then maybe you could have the feeling that you could be somebody. And I encourage you, if that is you, and you're just looking for that catalyst, that catapult, maybe you just feel like, holy crap, what happened? I mean, you, you, you feel like, holy cow. I mean, you went to high school. People said, what do you want to do? You were the quarterback. You were the pitcher. You were the cheerleader. You were the something. I mean, you were the best soccer player. You were the best girls soccer player in the history of that school. Then you went to college, you got that degree, you know, you're in shape, playing soccer, you're doing your thing, you got that scholarship, you know, all of a sudden. And then you go out there and you get your first job. And you're working at a job, you know, like in a paper factory or a cookie factory or working, maybe selling some stuff, selling some cabinets, selling some appliances, maybe working, you know, working middle management, working at the bottom, starting somewhere, moving. There's nothing wrong with those jobs. But then somebody said, hey, man, you know, why don't you, uh, you know, settle? realistic why don't you decide to exchange your big dream for you know something more realistic why don't you stop being so ambitious why don't you stop striving maybe you went to a socialistic church as i used to where the pastor would occasionally encourage you to not strive maybe you found yourself surrounded instead of by eagles with turtles and the turtles are like well i tell you what I'm, you know the rich get richer you know, the rich get richer. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe we should go to the lake. Why don't we go to the lake? Oh, look at the lake. Oh, we're at the lake. Who's getting the beer? I'm getting the beer. And all of a sudden you look up and you go, I'm 45. And then you go, oh, no, I've got two or three dependent kids. I'm just trying to get them through college. And then when I'm 50, maybe 55, that's when I'm going to finally do what I want to do. Now you're starting to you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't, don't depress me here, Mr. Thrive Time Show. I'm saying call a timeout. Book your freaking tickets to the next in-person Thrive Time Show workshop. Book your tickets. Hit the exit ramp. Get on the exit ramp. You're driving the wrong way. Get on the exit ramp and decide to change your life. Turn it around. Do it. Come on. I encourage you. Listen. Don't make it awkward. I, I, I tell you what, I, I will wait. I will, I, I, I will wait. I'll just sit here. I'll just wait. No, you need to go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets. You know what I'll do, Justin? I'll even throw in, you know, we normally at Elephant in the Room, we do a dollar for the first haircut. Yeah. We'll even throw in a free haircut with your tickets oh, yeah. to the oh, yeah. in-person workshop there. Un- we'll throw it. Do it. Boom. So Thrive, Thrive Time. So here, here's the deal. We're talking about ambition versus humbleness. So step number three, you got to be prepared to think deeply. You got to think deeply on your on your idea, obsess on the idea. And here comes move number four, and this is the one you're all not ready for. This is the one that always gets people all worked up. So here we go. Success requires you to emotionally connect to the long-term goal. Connect, commit to it, and then emotionally disconnect from the process. Emotionally disconnect from the soul-sucking process you must go through. Justin. Can, can I get deep for a second? Get can, deep. Let's get deep. Okay. Get deep. It, maybe it's middle school. Maybe it's high school. Let's, let's just everyone go back to that, that time, that moment, oh. all right? And, and visualize that 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 first girl that got your captured your heart, and you're just oh, like, wow. you, you can't even do your homework. You can't even, in, 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 yeah, in class, you can't even can't study. Focus. Can't, you can't focus, oh. right? You can't even sleep at you're night. You're writing on your and, folder. And, and you're like, you're like 12, 13, 14, and you're like, this is the one. This is, right? And you're you're just calling like, her on 2 a.m. hanging oh gosh, up. how do I function? It's you just call like, and hang up. Uh, you're in deep thought, right? Deep thought. You need to fall in love with a passion in your life, your business, something, oh. finding that, that solution, that problem. And you need to find fall deep in love with that, where it just consumes you. You can't sleep at night and stuff. And you just and that's where you need to find yourself. I'm going to give you some thinking. notable quotables that are going to uh, blow the minds of the thrivers. This one comes at you hot from Paul Graham, 
Who's Paul Graham? He's a guy who launched Airbnb, Ooh. Dropbox, Ooh. and Reddit. He is a man who's built $3 billion companies. And he says this. He says this. He says, it's hard to be successful in any business that you do not think about in the shower. I repeat, it's hard to be successful in any business that you do not think about in the shower, which kind of ties in to your idea. You, you fall in love with somebody. You can't stop thinking about them. Yeah. It's like you can't focus. Well, then Albert Einstein, Justin, he says, he says, for a happy life, attach yourself to a goal, not people. Oh, Albert, Albert. Okay. He says, for a happy life, attach yourself to a goal, not people. Justin, mm. how many mm. people have just royally screwed you since you started oh. Elephant in the Room? It's been five years. I mean, if you had to think, think about the, the number, is it is it one person a year just royally gets uh, you, or is it or one th a month? There's that guy who sued us before we even opened up. The guy, right? who, so, <laughs> triangle foot. The guy who cut his foot in a triangle <laughs> shape. This is true, yeah. There's a guy who But the cool thing is there's a law in Oklahoma, so know your laws, that protected us, right? Well, so, well the so, guy, real quick, Thrivers, yeah. I don't want to leave you guessing on this. The guy was doing some work in the shop. He's he's cutting the concrete to put in the the, the plumbing. Yeah, and apparently gets a little crazy with that uh, that Ooh. saw, yeah. and zzz, wow, and he cuts off like a, a, a third of his foot or part of his foot or something. Oh, yeah. Cuts his foot in like a triangle shape, and he decides to sue us. Well, you can't sue us because he is supposed to have insurance, and if he doesn't, his general contractor, you go. who he's working for, is supposed to have insurance. Both claimed they had insurance, and so. But Justin, so I want to ask you, how many times? I mean, how many times in five years? How many times have you just been royally screwed? I mean, I'm talking about crazy screwed. Right. Yeah, well, it, it happens um, more often than than not. Oh. Um, it, 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 but the thing that there, there's there's different categories, right? Ooh, there's categories different categories, and there's one where you got to call up uh, Winters and King and, and hand it over to them. That's kind of like a, a Bob Vila screw. You, know? where you call you call the legal team at Winters and King. And then there's one like that happened uh, this weekend where it's like oh, I'm sick. You know, uh, AKA at the lake, you know, um, that type that of thing, you know, and it just happens like this person always calls in on Friday and Saturday. That's amazing weird. how that works. And it, you can't let it steal your joy, but you just got to realize I'm always hiring, I'm always training, always hiring, always training. And then you're going to realize that the, the, the bottom 20%, you're, you're going to turn over, you know, while you're promoting the top 10%. Now, Thrive Nation, I'm going to give you a verse here from the Bible about working hard. It says Exodus 16, 5. Here we go. Mm -hmm. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and it is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Ooh. Meaning you have to work actually on the sixth day and yeah. work double as hard on the sixth day. You know, Thrivers, it's not possible to actually have success if you only work five days a week. It's not possible. And in fact, did you know that, the, that, that, that in 1938, when the Fair Labor Standards Act Ooh, was created fair. in 1938, the 40-hour work week, fair. the Bible happened before that. Stay tuned. I encourage you to wake up at 5 a.m. for the next five weeks and see how much you can get done. Boom. Man, I always kept it righteous, knowing it would come back to me. Even when my hunger was outweighing a strategy, and I pray to God, like, I hope you got a map for me. Up at 5 a.m., like, nobody wanted as bad as me. I guess hunger either kill you or it energize you. Motor City, boy, I've been a driver. The young Detroit legend, I swear I got the city inspired. And bought ML2 just to solidify it. D-boy, D-boy, that's how I was raised. Boss up and put the city on forever my ways. Me and mine started charity to get a kid's clarity and take it further than the foundation we laid. Thanksgiving Day Parade, I got carried through the city and after that i hope i get married in the city and after that i hope i get buried in the city even when i'm gone you gonna still hear me through the city
am the most humblest Chose myself cause I'm at the peak of where my humble gets Started from the bottom, but now I'm at the top Listing all the things that my humble self bought I bought chickens and trees, and rabbits and cats I bought my wife a massage, at the mall I could nap I bought car insurance, so I could insure my car Pondered that all week, so deep I'm bizarre So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce myself Number one business coach helping to build wealth So pale it's surreal, but for real I'm so pale Causing jealousy from Kevin McHale And now, more from a man who's never been called beautiful Your host, Clay Clark Ah, oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back That's the So Humble remix It's so, so humble And uh, this, is, this is the thing, this is the thought We're talking about balancing ambition and humbleness. So here's an example. If you were to ask me, and people ask me all the time, they'll say, is Elephant in the Room a good company? When we first started, when we first started, I said, absolutely, we're getting better every day. Now I would say we are clearly the best in every possible category, and we want to take it to the next level because we listen to feedback from our ideal and likely buyers, and they want the checkout to be faster. They want to be able to book online. They want to do ABC, one, two, three. So we're still humble, a.k.a coachable aka we're approachable approachable coachable we're able to take information in and suggestions from our ideal and likely buyers but yet i do believe that we have reached a precipice and the other day i went into a place i'm not going to mention the name don't do it i'm not going to do it but i will say that if i were mike tyson that's where i would go and so i go in there for my haircut and justin i, I my whole thing is i mystery shop you know mm -hmm. and typically when i go into mystery shop i'm looking for something we can learn and I, I go, I've been to the, some top shops. I've been to ones in South Carolina and San Francisco. And I'm always trying to get an idea, feedback. If it's, if it's meaningful, I'll share it with you. If it's not, it's no stress. But a lot of those initial ideas were we just had to cut hair faster. Mm -hmm. We had to be more accurate on the phone. We had to script things. We had to make the decor better. And it was just constant stream of feedback. I went in the other day to Mystery Shop, but I realized we have reached the precipice in Tulsa. of like We're, we're the best in the men's hair niche, but we are definitely not where we want to go yet and there's that balance of knowing that i can tell everyone listening right now we are the best men's hair place in tulsa bar none we're so confident in fact that your first haircut's a dollar i can say that but also i can say hey mystery shopper give us your feedback on how we can improve justin talk to me about that idea of being humble but also being very confident in in comfortable with being the best or having that ambition i mean how do you how do you balance that yeah, so ideally in our business, but in all businesses, you want to study, 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 um, and ultimately that's what that's what we did. Um, two years, in fact, two years before I opened the shop, that's all I did was study the men's grooming. I'd already had my license and everything, mm. but I studied the business uh, aspect of men's grooming, and I called guys up from New York, Chicago, to L.A., just ask questions. You you studied for two years on this. For two years. How many hours of school did you have years. to go to to get that license? It's roughly nine months. So you studied, You went to school for nine months. Nine months. Then you worked for some salons, right? You worked for some good ones. I managed. Yeah, managed, managed some salons and um, and then ultimately um, worked at different, several different positions. And ultimately, and, that was just for get me from point A to point B. And to even get the money to start, you know, you and I had that deal where we matched each other's funds. Correct. And so you worked uh, the photography job. Mm -hmm. uh, you did door-to-door -door sales. You did over-the-phone sales. I mean, are there any other trade-offs that you made in order to... Because, I mean, you, ha you have to... Thrivers, this is, this is what I'm getting at here. So we're talking about the balance between ambition and humbleness. Move number four, you've got to emotionally connect... To your long-term goal ah emotionally 
I'm emotionally, Thrivers, I encourage you right now, emotionally connect. That's the sound of emotionally connecting. Missile lock. There you are. You're locked in. But then you have to emotionally disconnect. Emotionally disconnect. Unlock it from all the adversity and the setback that you run into because Ryan Tedder, a uh, Tulsa uh, musician, a former Oral Roberts University student, Grammy Award-winning artist, he had this goal, someday I want to write songs for Bono, you know, you too. I want to write songs for, check it out, drivers, drivers. He wanted to write songs for Paul McCartney. He said, I wanted to open up for you too. And this year, he just did both. He achieved his goals. Drop the mic. But he says this. Here's an edible quotable. He says, when you're around enormously successful people, you realize their success isn't an accident. It's about work. Work, 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 work. So, Justin, (laughs) what feedback would you have to somebody listening out there who goes, yeah, but... It's all about life balance, and I was looking this up, and I found the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938, where Franklin Fair. Delano Roosevelt said that we all need to work less than 40 hours a week. And I do know in Exodus that it says in Exodus 16:5 that on the sixth day we are to prepare what we bring in, and it's supposed to be twice as much on the other days. I know in Exodus it talks about how God created the earth in six days. I know that Elon Musk says I need to work like hell. I know that Genesis says I need to work six days. But the Fair Labor Act, I mean, that wants me to work 40 hours. I want to be successful, but I don't want to work more than 40 hours. Mm. Help somebody sort that out who's listening out there, who's, who's a entrepreneur. Well, they ba- want to be successful. Based off the, the scripture, I just got out of that, do seven days work in six days. Ooh. Do seven days work in six days. That's what I got, okay? Um, but ultimately, if someone that says you need to work 40 hours, ooh, was that man created or was that? So I'm going to go back to how to give, get ahead. I'm going to work the seven, do seven days work in six days. But the 40 hour, uh, look at everything in a positive mindset. Don't be like, ah, oh, someone's going to keep me work, down. I have to work, work 40 hours. Cool. Work 40 hour. You know, so ultimately what I did, because, you know, that 40 hours a week worked, uh, was still in place when still is in place when I was trying to save for Elf in the Room. So I gave up. My trade-off was every single weekend, and that's when I learned uh, weekends, wedding photography, and that's you how I the saved trade-offs. the money. You now, yeah. Thrive Nation, here's the deal. We have four incredible tools here for you that you can take advantage of. One, go to thrivetimeshow.com. Do it. And sign up for the podcast. Do you realize it's it's a free, when I say free, what? that's from the, the, the root word, free. So definitely go up there, check it out. Also, go to thrivetimeshow.com. And sign up for our next in-person workshop. We have a beautiful location there at the River Walks on the left coast of the Arkansas River. It's a two-day interactive workshop where we get into the details. We get into time management, sales, marketing, how to raise capital, how to get your website to the top of Google. It's all there. Also, you can sign up for one-on-one in-person business coaching. And Justin, a friend of yours recently reached out, and I won't share his name on the mm-hmm. air, but he goes, hey, man, I want to be good. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. I want to get to the top of Google. Uh, how did you do it? And we've been working with the guy, and I saw him last week, and he's on the top of Google. Oh, yeah. And that's a, impacting his sales. Game, game changer right there. A game changer. And Thrivers, it costs less less money than it would cost you to hire a $10 an hour employee. All he had to do was call Thrive Time. Yes. Thrive, and, and ultimately, right? He went to ThriveTimeShow.com. He fills action out the action steps. He just, it just fills out the box. He takes the action. That's all you got to do. It's a beautiful thing. And the fourth move you can do is you can go to Thrive15.com and sign up for the world's most affordable business school. Do you realize, Thrivers, you can set your own price on there? So if you can't afford 19, you can set it for as low as what? you want. And there's thousands what? of people that do it, but you could do it too. So I encourage you to take action. Now, here's the deal. 
You get paid. Thrivers, I want you to write this down because this, this, is, this is where the ambition meets the road. Jim Rohn, the best-selling author, says you get paid for the, for the value that you add to the hour, not for the hours you work. You get paid for the value that you add to the hour and not for the hours you work. Justin, can you break that down and what that means for someone listening out there right now who feels like maybe they're working hard, but they're not getting paid what they're, what they're oh, worth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you may never get paid what you're worth, but always outwork your pay. But don't um, work uh, within that pay. Always outwork your pay. Always over-deliver. Do 10% more, okay? Um, leave everything better than as you found it, right? And you'll head and shoulders if it's employees you're competing against, if it's other businesses you're competing against. You will head and shoulders be the best in your industry. You'll be in the top 10%. Thrive Nation, we'll see you tomorrow. Go to thrivetimeshow.com. But listen to the lyrics of this song. This is from our main man, Mike Posner. He's bearing his heart. He's putting his soul out there. He's writing music that he means now. Listen to the lyrics, and we will see you tomorrow on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Only God knows, only God knows, only God knows how hard I've been trying. Only God knows, only God knows, only God knows the trouble on my mind. My walls are filled with artwork, my art is filled with paint. My head is filled with big old thoughts of all the things I ain't. I bet you know what that's like, though you never drop your guard. Only God knows the places that you're scarred. I'm sitting on a park bench in a city I don't know. Trying to convince myself that I'm not all alone. But my immediate surroundings suggest otherwise only god knows the trouble on my mind only god knows only god knows only god knows how hard i've been trying only god knows only god knows only god knows the trouble on my mind only god Trouble on my mind. Only God knows the trouble.